seems to me that no one can help loving her. This is not a mother's foolish vanity. It's based on what I see and hear. All our friends love Georgie. And as for the boys, the young men, they are wild about her. And she does her best to keep them that way. I hate to admit it, but Georgie is an outrageous flirt. But to come to the point, Georgiana absolutely will have her own way. All these modern girls are alike in this respect. They say we parents are out of date. We do not understand. Perhaps they are right. Father thinks Georgie has not been held back by any restraint or anything we have tried to teach her. But worried and sick and frightened as I am about Georgie, I can't believe she is really bad. I realize, though, that this may be merely a mother's faith or blindness or vanity. Georgiana has graduated from high school. We want her to work. But she will never work in Erie, and perhaps any hard application now, if Georgie could perform such a miracle, might be worse for her health. Friends of ours, the Wayburns, are motoring to California and offered to take Georgie west with them. You may be sure we grasped desperately and hopefully at the idea of sending her. That thrilled her. We are not so well off as formerly, but we made sacrifices and got Georgie all she wanted, and we will arrange to pay her board indefinitely out there. Maybe the West you tell so wonderfully about will cure her and be her salvation. Most assuredly, her coming will be a trial for you. But, daughter, we beg of you, accept it, and do your best, for Georgie's sake. The second perusal of that amazing letter left Miss Stockwell saddened and thoughtful, but free of her former perplexity and worry. Her mother had done her best— if Georgiana could stand the rugged, virile, wild Tonto Basin, she would not only regain her health, but she would grow away from the falseness and over-sophistication that followed the war. Buried in the wilderness, as Miss Stockwell had been, nevertheless she had kept up an active interest in the outside world, and all that periodicals could supply of information concerning news and progress of the times she had assimilated. Not improbably, she understood better that precocious new American type, the modern girl, than did her mother. She welcomed the coming of her sister. It might be difficult for her, but that did not matter. It could not help but be good for Georgiana. Then suddenly she was confronted with another aspect of the case, the effect Georgiana would have on this environment on the Thurmans, and all these good, simple, primitive people who must come in contact with her sister. She had grown fond of the Tonto and its rugged simplicity. She had long been conscious of how she was helping the children, and through them, their parents. Was there not a deeper and more personal reason why she had become content with life there? A warmth tingled in her cheeks, and she shirked the query. But in regard to Georgiana, there was bound to be an upheaval at Green Valley.
Georgiana might pursue the audacious tenor of her frivolous life back there in Erie, but she could not do it in Arizona. Miss Stockwell vaguely realized how impossible it would be, though she could not then tell just why. But the thought brought home to her a true appreciation of the boys and young men with whom she had become acquainted. The sons of the three Thurman families she knew especially well, for she had lived a year in their homes. Young men all, mostly in their early twenties they were, though Enoch Thurman was over thirty, and Serge, his cousin, was a few years younger. All of them were hard riders of the high bear ranges of the Tonto. Only one of them had a wife, and sweethearts were so scarce that the boys were always fighting over one. They drove cattle in all seasons, helping one another, hewed timber, tilled and harvested fields of corn and...